The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Toledo Jeep Fest, weekend of August 12th, happening in Toledo, Ohio, the home of Jeep. Go to ToledoJeepFest.com for more information. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. Hi, I'm Chris, and I'm really looking forward to hearing this interview. Oh, me too. No, I've already heard it. Never mind. Hi, I'm Tony, and uh, in this episode, I interview Matt from Matt's Off-Road Recovery. What a fun interview. Chris, it was it was a lot of fun talking to Matt, and I learned a lot of interesting things that I had no idea. Now, Chris, I don't want you to give away your magic, <laughs> but I'm curious. I think I reached out to Matt's Off-Road Towing, uh, and, and you know, I didn't have a specific uh, name or anything to, to reach out to, like an email address or anything, as I recall. So I kind of had to poke around and, 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 and hit a couple of emails. Uh, but I, I never got a response until relatively recently, like maybe six months, a year ago, uh, that I got a response. And uh, they were telling me, uh, oh, yeah, here's our, uh, our media kit, and uh, we have some nice merchandise that you can buy. <laughs> So it was like, you know, somebody respond to this guy. He won't leave us alone. Let's, uh, he's, he's obviously really interested in us. Maybe if he buys a tow rope from us, he'll, he'll feel better. <laughs> yeah. Just persistence. Really. Uh, I was just fortunate to, to be a little persistence with phone calls and, uh, I believe sometimes it takes, it takes that much time. So obviously you'd been reaching out. I started reaching out and just persistence. Uh, I don't know what the, the, phrase might be but uh, just persistence pays off well your your job is a salesperson uh your your uh, daily daily job is a salesperson so you were just using your salesman uh tactics is tactics yes. the right way to say is that is that is that rude <laughs> no not at all not at all it, it, it's 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 you got to ask for the sale and that's that's something many people in sales don't do and, and the sale uh in this case is time and we were finally able to to get Matt's time and, and we weren't asking him for money. It was time and you got to ask for the sale and that that's what we got to do. So if you don't mind me asking, and of course you can always say pass, but are you a natural salesperson or was this something that you had to, uh, I mean, uh, we all have to learn our jobs, but it, does, does the selling come natural to you? I would say no. I, I don't believe in the, the born salesman or salesperson, uh, but uh, it's just it's just learning. And it is. And, and I learned many years ago through various sales trainings. It's just getting that simple follow up. Many salespeople follow. Hey, Tony, are you interested? You maybe get two, three minutes of your time. Let me send you a brochure. 
and they expect that you're going to call them back. And you, you got to be persistent, but uh, not a not a not a pass. Persistent, but not a pass has been my. Opinion. Where do you find that line, though? Because that's my problem. Is I figure if at one call is being a pest, <laughs> that's the reason why. And it just blows my mind that you actually call these people up on the phone because I could just well imagine like, oh my God, what what do you want? Why are you calling me? We don't do anything on phones anymore. We do it through email and through uh, social media. Why are you calling me on the phone? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true a phone call is upsetting for many people especially younger people younger than myself younger than 40-ish but uh it, it's just you just ask again it's asking for that sale and i learned it's, it's the next the, the, it's always selling in that hey tony we have a conversation when's a good time to follow up with you i'll put it back on you 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 might i, I don't know i'm real busy okay may i call you back in two weeks and you can gauge from the conversation especially if it's on the phone am i bothering you am i annoying you or are you maybe open to it and yeah uh, hey. you're you're interested but you're just too busy to deal with it right now and I, right. I would like to talk to you about it but you know in a couple of weeks do do you find that uh, sometimes people are just being polite and and they're not really interested or oh yeah oh absolutely absolutely and usually by the second or third follow-up phone call or email you're like all right they're just not interested and you drop it you just you, you okay leave. So, okay and and uh, okay well anyway we can we can get into sales 101 later i just find it fascinating that uh there is a uh a, a way of doing this where uh people don't hire a hitman <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> you can do that but it gets a little messy and bloody yeah yeah and there's always the uh, the evidence traced back because you've got notes uh, about who, who you're calling and how often yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. So, uh, on the phone numbers, uh, do you just find those online, or, or do you have? Uh, uh, do you find somebody and then and then they say, "Well, no, you got the wrong person." You go, "Oh, do you have their number?" <laughs> and yes, and go that direction. Yes, I mean, you do, for a lot of these companies, and certainly uh, Matt's offered, they do have a, a, a phone number. You call, and uh, in this case, I called and asked for Matt and had about a ten second conversation with him. And once he realized what I was calling about. He got me over to one of his, you know, he's obviously he's got a staff. I think he talks about in the interview and uh, you go from there, but it's just calling up. And uh, the other thing, some people are, are afraid to ask for the person or ask for the yeah, boss. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Oftentimes you, you don't get it, but if you're just straightforward, this is the purpose of my call. This is what I'm asking for, be it time or a sale or money. And a lot of times you get it. Sometimes you get shut down for sure, but you'd be surprised. It's just asking for that sale. This is my my salesman 101 for today just ask for the sale well i guess we're all selling aren't we uh i yes. mean we're selling here on the show we're trying to sell the show to people to listen uh matt's certainly trying to sell to people to uh, on youtube and the the products and stuff that he sells on his site and and his services which you know is probably the i should have started with that one because the service of him uh, uh getting people out of uh, out of harm is probably the the primary service even though i know he's putting a lot of time into all this other stuff so we're all selling all the time so i guess maybe part of us are just kind of like well this guy's just trying to sell like i try to sell so you know let me let me give him five minutes and then then you then you're on it's your it's showtime for you and it's time for you to make your point and as to why your your product or services is important to that person or not but uh yeah so i guess i can see that it's not necessarily being polite it's just remembering how hard it is to uh, get somebody's time and i didn't know that you had uh, spoken with matt uh during this process that's uh that's pretty cool yeah, just briefly, just really briefly, and uh, and I, after, yeah, admittedly, I hadn't been as uh, a, an avid viewer of his channel. 
uh, he's out there getting it done. I mean, he's oh, yes. going out doing the recoveries. I mean, he's got people that work for him and support him, but uh, he's he's on the road day and night. And it was really cool that hey, he happened to be there, and I got to talk to him. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, and and I want I want to say he's been given a gift. I, I don't want. I mean, I don't want to make it sound like he doesn't deserve it or he didn't work for it because he certainly did. But uh, whenever you have the interest of a lot of people. I personally consider it a gift. <laughs> I consider yes. it a gift that yes. people take the time to download uh, these the, these episodes because I'm just some knucklehead talking into a microphone. <laughs> so you know who am I? And uh, fortunately, uh, I, I don't have uh, uh, Matt's magic, at least not yet. Uh, but uh, I think we're getting there, and uh, it's uh, it's 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 just it's just exhilarating talking to somebody that is doing it is is making money and entertaining people at the same time from around the world or from your city and sometimes just down the street howdy neighbor it's the jeep talk show interview Alrighty, hill boys and girls it's time for another jeep talk show interview and tonight we're going to be talking with uh, the the one that you guys have asked about so much, you know, you need to get Matt on the show. You need to get Matt on the show. Well, Matt's on the show. I mean, we may have a hear a click here in a second, but so far we're we're doing good. I've actually talked to him. He's actually on the phone. <laughs> so Matt is with Matt's Off Road Recovery. He has been in the off road recovery business for most of his life and has been doing it professionally since 2009. He started his YouTube channel uh, May of 2019 and now has over 1 million subscribers. My God. And and you don't, there's no nakedness on this channel, right? I mean, it's just you and your XJ, your yellow XJ towing vehicles. That's pretty much it. (laughs) Can you imagine what would happen if you if you had uh, some uh, low cut uh, shirts or some uh, uh, high pants when you're doing this, Matt? Oh, yeah. I I imagine we might get more clicks, but less views. (laughs) So uh, I was just uh, right before we got connected up here, I was uh, looking at one of uh, your latest videos and there's been some uh, some changes or at least some paint changes uh, to the uh, the yellow banana. Yeah, it just recently we've, we're we're just finishing up a complete like restoration and upgrade. Now, does that restoration and upgrade uh, do anything to the 4.0 that's uh, in there as the power plant? It's actually got a Golan Engines 4.6 stroker in it, so it's it's based on the 4.0. It's just got the the stroker crank in it and a little bit of little bit of cam in it yeah a little bit of, it's still still the, it's still the 4.0 i mean you know i know what yeah. you're saying but it's still the 4.0 and i think that is so cool i mean uh, i think that uh, there's a lot of people out there like when i would take my xj to, to events and stuff everybody two or three at least would walk up and say i used to have one of these i used to have one of these well, what do you got now i got a wrangler i got this that, another well i don't know why people thought they had to get rid of their their xj's and i just thought it was so cool and it was probably three four years ago uh, I mean, maybe not four, but uh, it was several years ago that I, I ran across your videos, and I, th- I was like, "This guy's using an XJ to pull people out, much bigger vehicles. This is so cool." Yeah, I get a lot of positive, um, like people react to it very positively. Um, even if they don't start out positive, by the time I'm done <laughs> with the job, they're like, "What in the world just happened? This is amazing." Now, if I remember correctly, and, and, and keep in mind, I haven't seen this for a while, but you did a like a walk around on the XJ maybe a year ago or so, 
And you have a lot of custom uh, drivetrain underneath there uh, from the standpoint of, I think it had a, a GM axle. It was at the in the rear. It has a GM axle. Um, yeah, at the time it did. Um, I've uh, since then I've uh, switched to a full floater. And I think it's out of a Ford. It, when people ask me what it came out of, I say it came out of a field behind the guy's house because <laughs> that's where I got it. It's it's in the XJ. That's where it is. <laughs> yeah. So what are it's you? It's in the XJ now. Yeah. So what are you doing for the front axle? Um, the front axle is a Wagoneer forty four. Oh, very nice. So if if you divide your axles into the wide and narrow, it's still the narrow track. Um, roughly sixty, I don't know, sixty two inches wide from hub mount to hub mount, wheel mount to wheel mount. So. Mm-hmm. And uh, is it still your engineering as far as uh, getting those things uh, connected to the uh, yes. DXJ? Did you have to do any beefing yeah, up? Yeah, and, and I came. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I, I've i been fixing. The question was, have I done any beefing up to the, the, the unibody? The, the, yeah, the unibody, because I would think the okay. unibody would be something so, that really would be a problem. So, yeah, it depends on on when you take a snapshot on how it is because the the jeep evolved that this xj was evolving with the work that i was having to do and the, then as the work picked more and more and then i would upgrade the bigger axles and bigger tires and then bigger axles and bigger tires <laughs> um this last rebuild we did i finally added frame stiffeners and then an interior roll cage system that was more designed to stiffen the body than a rover Right, I bet you that. I bet you it really I mean, feels serving, serving as both. I bet you it really feels uh, sturdy now that you don't get that flex that you probably didn't even realize was there before. Yeah, well, I knew it was there because um, when you're driving with the window down and got your finger between the door and the and the rain gutter there, <laughs> you can feel it flexing. Oh no! And yeah, that that's virtually gone now. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's really happy with that. I put some frame stiffeners on mine. Uh, they go along the outside of the uh, of the unibody rails uh, and they're plug weld to yeah. to it. And I noticed a huge difference. It just it just feels more like it's just. You know, it, it's not uh, it's not flexing as much. It's really nice, and I imagine yours is even more uh, more sturdy with that uh, that cage. Yeah, and it's got a couple of other cross members because I've I've got it four linked front and rear, and so I added cross members for those. So it's it's tied together pretty good. Now, have you actually broken uh, broken it using it out uh, to to tow uh, people? Uh, I mean, I've seen you tow stuff up. Uh, uh, climbs stair steps all kinds of stuff and it just seems to go and go and it just as an xj owner that was an xj was my first jeep we bought it new in 98 i still got it so i have a lot of love for the xj and i just love seeing a working xj yeah that's kind of the big thing is like i have a one owner xj (laughs) nice nice so i've i've broke a couple of outer stub shafts on um, both of them on the left side on the front axle, but I've never, I've never really had a catastrophic failure that stopped me from completing a mission. So um, it's just it's just taking it back in and looking at it like, oh, this is cracking, or or I w- I was really worried about the stock axles after you know I went, when I went to thirty three inch tires, um, I could just see signs that like the axle tubes were twisting inside the front housing and i'm like oh it's time to upgrade yeah better do it before than uh, too late 
So um, it's uh, it's really it's a lot of fun to watch you pull and, and tow things uh, up and out of the way. But you only go so far with with the XJ. You know its limitations, and then you'll bring in the big stuff or add uh, add more uh, XJs to it. At least that's what I've seen in the past, where you yeah add another XJ to the the towing thing. <laughs> right, and the and the YouTube is kind of an interesting window because it's just a window into what we're doing. You're not seeing everything that's going on and so we post the videos that we feel will be the most interesting to the viewer and the more we struggle the more interested you guys are Mm -hmm. so i might do a hundred jobs that are just like just we just go out we have everything we need everything goes smooth um and then we'll get one job where it really pushes the limits of the machine or our equipment we we weren't prepared or something and of course that one we're going to upload and be like oh this was a real struggle and so people think well, well why don't you carry the equipment that you need to do this job and the reason is is we carry the equipment we need to do 99.9 percent of what we do and then this one little bit and i've been you know we've been youtube and you know how the internet is but it, i i really want to get all the stuff that people have recommended that i carry and put it in a pile <laughs> and weigh it and I would say it would probably be about 3,000 pounds of gear. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's it's great being a YouTube expert. You know, it, it doesn't require yeah. any knowledge or anything. It's kind of like that YouTube certified mechanic patch that I want to get. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I try to stay yeah. away from the advice. But, but it, is, it does work for what we're doing. There's a, there's a reason we're, we've been running this XJ and we're going to keep running it because it just flat out works for what we're doing. It gets on the tight trails. It gets in the small areas. And it it just punches above its weight, so well, that's, so uh, that's, it's not going anywhere. It's the underdog. I mean, you, you people look at this; they call them shit boxes, uh, and then just seeing yep. one that does does what you've got yours doing, and it's also too the will of the driver is a lot of it in knowing the vehicle. So uh, you're uh, you know you could tear that thing up in an instant if you wanted to, but you know how what you're doing and how to do it. So, uh, but it's great that the, the machine can can handle so much of that. And I didn't mention at the start. I, I mean, I just figure everybody knows, but uh, I know some of you don't. Uh, Matt's Off-Road Recovery, the YouTube channel, uh, over a million subscribers, 1.04, but who's counting? And uh, how did that work for you? I mean, were you, I, I just, just seeing you on the, the video and stuff, you don't look like a, hey, let's get this thing on YouTube. You know, let's, my dad's got a barn, let's put it on a show. You just don't come, come across that way. How did the, the YouTube thing come about? Well, like, and I think it's the same way anybody arrives at anything like you have support from friends and family they're like you should do this you should do this um of course when it, when somebody first says it it doesn't mean anything because you don't know anything about it. i didn't know anything about it and i mean i've, I've watched youtube i i mostly used youtube for like how to like oh i'm going to be doing this project let me look at it and it was youtube was valuable to me that way but i didn't really use youtube as an entertainment source so when the idea came up hey you should put this up people watch it for entertainment i'm like yeah right you know whatever but a couple of years of that um and i was getting really good results from my facebook um because i was promoting winter towing and i i would post a picture of a a tow truck with a you know with a car with a bad alternator and nobody liked it but if i posted a picture of my little jeep hooked up to a you know a diesel truck with a toy hauler buried up to the axles in sand or mud or whatever i was getting a massive amount of views and shares and and it just the comments 
And that kind of reinforced what some of my friends and family were telling me that people are interested in this stuff. Yeah. So I just kind of educated myself just barely enough to start a YouTube channel. And I had no idea that it was going to do what it did. Right. Well, and it, it is interesting and it is put together well. So, uh, I mean, you can say that and there's, there's personalities involved in it too. It's not just, uh, people that are, um, it's just not uh, the, the off-road, uh, uh, towing type of videos there's there's you talking there's you interacting with other people there's funny things going on so i think it's 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 uh, very important that you actually have uh people involved in it and conversations involved in it i think it it's yeah. not just a wheeling video because you i mean not that you're wheeling but it's not just absolutely like, yeah it's not that you just yeah, see this uh, a, because a jeep going down the road or something pe- people like to see people coming together and solving problems mm-hmm and doing interesting things and and also doing things like because one thing we're doing things that a lot of people don't do like they don't a lot of people don't have access to what what we're doing so they're watching for that but then they're also you know, like the same as me um i when i tell other youtubers how to make their channel better i said you need to be confident and not confident like hey i'm i'm smart enough to do this i'm smart i'm you know i know i what i'm doing i'm saying be confident enough to make a mistake and be able to post that not not like because that's what real people do real people make mistakes and then they learn from them and then they they do something different and that's that's something we've tried to keep in like let's not edit out the mistakes let's not edit out um when things go wrong and not even like disappointment or even anger a little bit like if something doesn't go right We'll tell this story, but let's keep our head cool. Let's solve the problem and get through this. Yeah. And, and people have just been responding to it. Yeah, and that's a good message. That's a good message for the kids even. Um, so let me ask you, and uh, let me know if uh, this uh, is something that you feel comfortable talking about. Um, so I noticed uh, when I was looking at one of the new videos today that it says Matt's off-road recovery on the Jeep. And when it used to say Winder or Winder, I don't know how you pronounce it, uh what's changed is it just uh updated uh, is it so so this is this is nothing more than just um show business okay <laughs> so so winter towing was the name of of my towing company it's a 40 year old i'm the third owner um when i started the youtube channel i didn't i wanted to make a channel the name the channel what people would be seeing which is off-road recovery and winter towing doesn't mean anything to people. And so I, I was double branded in the beginning, really bad. And that it just is a headache. There's all kinds of problems with being double branded. So I made a decision to make it less confusing to people. And um, so the, the YouTube company is Matt's Off-Road Recovery and all the vehicles are going to be branded that way. So we don't get all those questions about what, how come it's Matt's off-road recovery and says winter towing, how come it's winter towing and you're calling it Matt's <laughs> off-road recovery. So it's simply just a, a logistical marketing decision to make it less confusing. Oh yeah. It makes sense. Uh, but I, I thought that if, if it was a question in my mind, it's going to be a question to somebody else's and you've probably already been yeah. uh, barraged with questions on YouTube. Now, of course I know uh, the, I know you and, and the, the, the folks that you work with uh, from the YouTube channel, but you mentioned Facebook. Um, so do you have a, a big Facebook presence? Well, it, we, we do. Um, originally it was just winter towings, Facebook. I, 
I set that up. I didn't know anything, and I was running it. Um, now there's a Matt's Off-Road Recovery. We're on Facebook, Instagram. Um, I think we're even on TikTok now, or if not, we're going to be. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, but um, yeah, we're just trying to stay stay in touch with, with the fans and, and our audience on all the platforms that they want to interact with us on. Now, do you do you have a problem with, uh, I don't want to say groupies, but people kind of trying to come out and hang out with you or wanting to be out there whenever you're on a, on a call off-road? Yeah, it, it can be a problem sometimes. Um, a population, like if, if like Lake in there, will get followed. It can be a problem because then people crowd in around. And a lot of the work we do, we need space and room to do it. Um, a lot more people recognize us now, like when we're out. So I, I don't know if I can say it's like a problem. It makes the job a little harder. I have I would to deal with them, be aware of. Yeah. So uh, I got to ask you. The, yeah, and it, and it can. Yeah, I, I've got to ask you the question you've probably been asked 10,000 times before or told this is what you need to do. Why do you not have a winch on the front of uh, the, the the big banana, the yellow banana? Uh, okay, the, that one's easy and, the, and it has definitely evolved. So almost Every recovery that we do that's that would be considered off-road is a rental car, and almost every single one of them is they're just a few feet off of a dirt road. They're in a ditch, or they're in the sand, or they might be in some snow or some mud or whatever. Some of them will drive several miles down a sand road. They can't get back up. But whatever the case was, the kinetic ropes just solved the problem. They were... They were just incredibly fast, and um, so that's what I was doing. When the when the now that we're more in the public, like a lot more people know about us, we're starting to get a lot more jobs that are more extreme, and that's where the winches come in. So we're using winches a lot more now. Ah, okay. Uh, so the so the banana does have a winch permanently mounted to it now. The Morver does. It's got its its winch. Um, so, um, Rudy, he's got the Rudicon, the Taft done, and he's still got a, re- a removable winch, but he just leaves it on too. So what we've done is just taken weight out other places and replaced that weight with the winch. So we're still, we're still like super light, super like just, we just travel fast and light and that's still working for us. Very good. But now we have the winch option. Very good, very good. Yeah, I was just curious. I mean, I I, I have no problem with you I'd, doing things the way you want to do them. I was just curious. Right. I'd still say ninety percent of our work is kinetic ropes, but we get a, we'll get these mountain jobs now where a winch is the only answer. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's good so, tips for people out there that are thinking about getting a winch, and uh, you might be able to uh, do what you need to do by uh, just getting a kinetic rope like uh, what Matt does. I mean, my God, it works for him, and he's making money off of it. So yeah. tell so tell me about the other vehicle, the other wannabe banana that's uh, uh, yellow and black. I almost wanted to say it was a uh, uh, an XJ at first, but that's no XJ. Yeah, it's it's just a Chevrolet Corvair, and I've been I've been into Corvairs my whole life. I've been a car guy my whole life, and when I was looking, so the XJ is just working perfectly. It's completely filling the niche that it's working in. It's not leaving me wanting anything, and it's filled. 
but then we get into the bigger vehicles and and i like the xj so much i'm like well what's a big xj and there was just nothing like a bigger xj and then i'm looking at the corvair station wagon and i'm like wow that's a bigger xj it's a unibody <laughs> it's shaped the same it's a cool really cool car so all the knowledge that i had learned from building the xj i took all that and put into this vehicle and of course we had to hand hand build it but um the the amount of of hand fabrication and just the design and and ideas and artistic stuff that went into that vehicle we are very we are welcomed with open arms in the community like like i that thing gets ducked all the time <laughs> so <laughs> yeah it, it, it kind of looks like the uh what was it the sj but, the, but uh, yeah seriously um yeah and people ask like why the corvair and i said because it's a big xj that's why yeah they didn't make one they should have so, i mean i, I was kind of hoping that they yeah. i think the commander i was kind of hoping that would be a big xj but that's not the way it worked out yeah so, so when so when you're yeah, doing so when you're doing your youtube videos um how much do you have a video staff or do you have people that are just working the camera that do that do other things for you yeah. So my crew, nobody is really doing anything they ever went to school for. <laughs> um, so, and that's one thing that's kind of unique about our YouTube channel is everybody is a character. So our cameramen are characters and you'll see the different, you know, I mean, you'll even see the, the kids that clean up, you know, clean the shop up and stuff. Um, my wife's on there and we kind of have, you know, we allow other YouTubers to come on. Um, a lot of YouTubers are really territorial and it doesn't make any sense to me because especially in the YouTube universe where people are, you know, if people are watching me and people are watching bleep and Jeep, why don't we, I don't, why don't we collaborate with bleep and Jeep? And they, and they've been very open to it and, uh, and they've been benefit from it. So, so that's one thing, like, I think we have a pretty relaxed, like our, our cast, like no, like nobody's professionals that, really anything that they're doing they're just interested in it we let them come in and do it, including our editors and our cameramen and all that they're just regular regular people and and of course they're trying to be better they're they're really good employees and they want to do their job better and part of their job is capturing what we do and that's why you've kind of seen an evolution in the channel where we're filming better and people are more comfortable on camera. You know, every once in a while you'll get somebody that's like, you know, you need to change back to the way you used to be when we first started. That's when I liked you. But it really, it's kind of insane to think of somebody doing something for years and not getting better at it. Yeah, I agree. You know, so, so we, we definitely like, you know, we want to keep it real, but, but YouTube makes some things that wouldn't be, available like going we went and got ed's um golden nugget out of the sierra nevada mountains and that was a very expensive time-consuming laborious thing to go do and it would have been impossible to just go do but youtube makes it possible to go do mm -hmm. so that so that's a lot of fun and it's fun to take those opportunities and then show people and people are enjoying it so it's a product that they want and we're able to do it and and it's just a good dynamic. Yeah, that's really cool. And it's giving great uh, a lot of opportunities. My crew got 13, 13 employees, full time employees that are getting an opportunity to to do something. They're they're not only providing for themselves and their families, but they're doing this really fun and 
you know, they're, they're having to stretch and grow. And I just, I like the whole thing. I really enjoy it. I, I like the whole process. So I'm sure you're busy actually doing actual work, but do you ever get behind the stick for the drone so you can record some of the drone footage yourself? I own the drone. I do grab the camera from time to time. Um, so the job that there is that I know how to do, I'll jump in and right be done. I'll do it. But fly the drone. I'll take a take a. Okay. We, we have much more capable yeah pilots <laughs> and probably and, and really doing it. Prof- Doing it professionally like this, all our drone pilots have to be licensed and certified. So there's that when you get a little higher profile like this, you've got to make sure that that you know you got the licensing and the and the certifications that you need to do this kind of stuff. Yeah, where I, you can film and where you can fly a drone. I thought about that after that I asked stuff. the question, and I thought, oh, gee, I'm going to get uh, get Matt in trouble. He can't say yes to this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, so, if I could fly a drone, I'd have to get certified. Yeah, so. right. Well, at least for it to be used commercially. Well, that is really cool. I really enjoy the drone footage because it's great B-roll to give people an idea, or at least me an idea, of what the surrounding terrain looks like. Uh, I've never been uh, to that part of the country, and it is is absolutely gorgeous. And I, I'm sure that has a lot to do with uh, the interest in the YouTube videos because you got wonderful background to look at almost all the time. Yeah, I'm very, I, I, I realize how fortunate I am to be doing this work in this part of the world. With I mean, we've got Zion National Park there. We're in the Grand Canyon country. Um, we've got just, well, you, you've got the, the Mojave Desert meets the Colorado Plateau meets the Uinta Basin, literally right there in Hurricane. And... And so the just the, the diversity of the terrain and the climate, um, and then just all the different colors. It's I, I, it's not lost on me for sure. Oh, uh, you mentioned climate, and that rem- reminded me to ask you a question. Uh, several of the people on our Discord server uh, said, "Now, when you're talking to Matt, you have to ask him how he keeps his XJ from overheating." My listeners uh, to the show have been hearing me complain about my XJ overheating on the highway if I drive it like 50 miles at 70 miles an hour. And just I get this heat creep, and it, it goes yeah. up and up and up and up, and then finally I have to pull over, and it takes a long time for it to cool back down. It doesn't seem like it ever wants to get back to normal. So uh, I know that it's a different type of uh, weather environment, southeast Texas and there in Utah, but I would imagine you get some hot days, and that's whenever I have problems with mine, as you know, when it's yeah. 90 and 100. I, I feel like I have tried everything. <laughs> I've tried everything. See, they, they think I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, I've, I've had several different systems, and the one that worked the best for me, I put the stock mechanical fan kept i i got a i don't know what i was running a mishimoto or i think it was a mishimoto radiator mm-hmm. and then i was running the stock mechanical fan with no clutch and the stock electric fan and then i ran um there's a there's a circulation that comes straight off the head into the the cold side of the pump it's about a dime sized hole i plugged that thing off right behind the water pump it's super easy to do mm-hmm. and then i ran 
when the heater's off, it's still circulating through, but it's not rejecting any heat. So then I ran a little another heater core after the heater and put an electric fan on it, and I had the vents in the hood, and I was pulling fresh air from on top of the hood um, down through that. And I could, because we get, you know, we get 117 degrees mm-hmm. where we're at. And so um, pulling a trailer through the dunes, I can't keep my air conditioning on without yes. overheating. Yeah. yeah. So, and that was super frustrating. So, in this particular build that I did, and this is a, it was a huge job. Like a lot of people want to know, like, what parts do you need to do this? Um, this is not like if you're asking what parts you need to do this, you're probably not qualified <laughs> to do this. <laughs> right. Um, it's the I tools up, you need, not the parts. <laughs> yeah. So I, I ended up moving the steering box to the outside of the frame. So I'm actually using a trail gear steering box. And then I, um, put, I've got a way bigger radiator in there now. And then I, I'm running a Chevy Silverado fan clutch and fan off the water pump now. So I had to build an adapter for that, so for the thread on. And I haven't had it out very much, but I it's running cool as a cucumber. So we had a listener uh, that swears up and down that he has solved the problem by putting baffles in a, I think it was a two core uh, or maybe a three core aluminum radiator and uh, separating it up. So it requires the, the, the coolant to run through the, the radiator. I think like three times it goes through the top and then back across the middle and then back across the bottom and then out to the, uh, to the engine or whichever way it goes. Yeah. And, and, and mine, Mine does that. Mine's a double pass. Okay. Okay. It's, so it, and I'd already ran it. That was what I ended up on the, the Morver, that, that Corvair station wagon. So I'm running the same radiator between the two, the same steering box, the same fan, the same clutch, the everything. And the, and the Morver will drive in 117 degrees, pulling a trailer through the dunes with the AC crank. So I, I have no reason to believe the XJ won't now, but oh, we're going to find okay. out this summer. Okay, very nice. Well, I hope you got it solved. And see, people, I told you that the XJ had an issue. I have so many people that will say, oh, mine runs 190 max all year long. Well, good for you. It doesn't for me. And maybe maybe <laughs> in the northern states or something. But when Exactly. It, when it gets 100, because that's what I noticed, like somewhere around 104, that's when keeping the XJ cool is just a fight. So I finally fixed my overheating problem. I bought a Gladiator with uh, the Max Tow package, and now I got need to get a trailer so I can tow my XJ to uh, off-road <laughs> parks. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so and it and I got a, I put an Atlas in it, and I still haven't been able to take it off-road much. And I've got all these fun things to do with it. And uh, so I haven't changed the axles in it or anything like what you have. I mean, you've definitely done a lot more work on, on the, your XJ than I'll be doing on mine. But I just want to take it off-road. I'm not going to be towing things. Yeah. No, they're a great package. I, I still believe the XJ, I don't think there's anything else like it on the planet. You can go buy a used XJ, disconnect the sway bars, add a couple bucks in lift pucks and lift springs, and you can keep up with almost anybody oh it's it's an amazing vehicle i i just got lucky it just i was going there to buy a wrangler 
And we had two little girls, and I went, look, honey, it's it's bright red. It's our favorite color. It's a four-door, so the girls will be able to get in and out just fine. And of course, those those back doors, are about that's about all that's good for us kids because the, the way they're on there. And yeah. uh, so we went with that, and I've, I've had it, and the, we just got the, the Gladiator uh, in May. So it's been my daily driver for 23, 24 years. Yeah, my wife wants a Gladiator. It's really nice. It is Maybe really I'll nice. I have to go shopping. Well, you need to up uh, do more uh, YouTube videos so you can afford it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no kidding. <laughs> All right. So, uh, anyway, great conversation. And I think we've kind of already gone over uh, the uh, social media things, but let's, uh, people are used to hearing it at the end. So, let's go over that again. Where, where can people find you? I noticed you also have a website, mattsoffroadrecovery.com, and you got merch on there. Oh, I, I, meant, I meant, to add, meant to mention this. You got a stinking little like Hot Wheel, Mattel, something or another, uh, yellow banana that you can buy off this site. Autographed banana Jeep. Yeah. Yeah, we ha- we do have those. Where did you get that? Is that something that you had specially made or somebody approached yeah. you? Or? We, ma- we made a phone call to Johnny Lightning, and um, they, ha- they already had a little yellow XJ, so I just needed to change the artwork on it. So, but... There, you know, some people are a little bit shocked at the price, but you got to realize I'm not Walmart. I'm not buying a million of these. I'm buying a couple thousand at a time. Oh, this this is a this is one of those things where you're not buying a bunch of them. You're getting one because you're a fan of the channel. You're a fan of Matt's, then everybody else that's involved with it, and you're getting this to have something on your wall. And if somebody walks in, especially your buddies, and this is and admit it, the majority of the modifications we put on our Jeeps is to impress the buddies. So you can buy this <laughs> autographed banana Jeep, and from for Matt's towing, it's got Matt's autograph on it. Yep, that really <laughs> is my autograph. I, and they say I sat down and signed every single one of those and they say is that from that that youtube channel that is so cool and it, it's worth the 50 bucks yeah. <laughs> but you guys got stickers you've got logos you know you got all the, the good stuff hey you even got recovery gear on there which is a great idea so yeah check out yeah. matt's off-road recovery matt's off-road recovery.com you know if you add two or three more words in there it would be uh, make it even better <laughs> just yeah. for the length and uh, yeah. and you're on the YouTube. Where else? Yeah, where else Matt, can they find Matt's you? Matt's Off Road Recovery on YouTube and Matt's Off Road Recovery on Facebook and Instagram. That was pretty oh. pretty easy across the board there. And don't forget, you're going to be on the Tic Tac pretty soon. I I think we are. <laughs> there, but Lizzie's been trying to teach me TikTok dances. So oh no 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 no! <laughs> think of the viewers. <laughs> hide your wives. Hide your children. Uh, <laughs> Well, Matt, thank you very much. I'm glad we finally got you on here. We've been trying for a while, and uh, Chris uh, over at 7slats.com was able to to make it happen between uh, him and uh, Jeff, and we certainly appreciate it uh, and uh, would love to get you back on in the future. Well, I I sure have enjoyed it. It's been been a good time. So, Hey, thanks again to Matt for taking the time to talk about Matt's off-road recovery. Matt and his team is a model of success in our social media world. Chris is just amazing to me how well they're doing. Uh, and, and, you know, of course, the, the XJ fan in me is just, uh, you know, a giddy little school girl because uh, Matt was doing so much of this. And I think so much of his, his success was uh, the, uh, the the yellow banana, the, the, the Jeep uh, Cherokee that he was doing all those modifications to and pulling so many people out of trouble. Absolutely. That's a neat, neat vehicle, neat to watch. 
Yeah, and now he's got a new banana. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see uh, him using that uh, that larger, heavier vehicle to do uh, some of the other towing stuff. I don't think that the XJ is going to go away. I think it's still going to be used. It just will be used in conjunction with uh, this other vehicle. But we'll have to uh, keep an eye on uh, Matt's YouTube uh, channel and see what happens. Do you have an idea for a guest? Do you work in the off-road industry or know someone who does? Or maybe you would like to be a guest. Yes, in the Jeep Talk Show. Go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact now and share your idea for our next great guest. With Father's Day coming up this weekend, Tony, I wanted to wish you and a happy Father's Day and a happy Father's Day to all the Jeep dads out there. And to those Jeep dads that cannot drive a manual transmission, <laughs> happy Mother's Day, fellas. I'm reading ahead. <laughs> My daughter is supposed to be teaching some guy at uh, the Mercedes dealership uh, how to drive a standard transmission. I think I talked about this out at the jeep talk show uh off-road event and uh i was like the guy already bought the vehicle that he wanted to learn how to drive standard on and he drove it home and he may not have much clutch left but he's already gone through the first stages of learning how to drive a manual transmission i mean he he, he's gone from point a to point b so now it's just practice so anyway uh, I told her, I said, I think he just probably likes you. That's the reason why he wants you to uh, teach him how to drive a standard. No, no, no. It's not that dad. <laughs> hey, coming up next week, Cody Cameron from BridgeComSystems.com. Uh, GMRS, FRS, Ham Radio, they have it all. And uh, Chris, keep getting these guests of uh, last names I can pronounce. I like that. Uh, and in two weeks, uh, speaking of pronouncing names, I, I, so for some strange reason, I can pronounce this name and, and watch. I probably won't do it right. And in two weeks, Tony Pellegrino of GenRight.com. And, you know, uh, GenRight has a lot of interesting uh, and great products for, uh, for the Jeep. And, but the thing that I talked to, to Tony most about was King of the Hammers. Uh, and I think you guys know, I, I, I mean, I think King and Hammers is just fine, but I don't really get into the, uh, the uh, off-road vehicle racing. But uh, Tony and I got into a conversation about all of the redundant systems and things that he has to have on his King of the Hammers vehicles. And uh, I actually talked to Tony. I think it's in the interview. Uh, I actually asked him about uh, what's the what's the odds that we could get uh, maybe uh, I could drive your uh, uh, King of the Hammers rig and we could get another King of the Hammers rig for Josh to drive and we could have like a mini race and we could call it like a, a the red against black race. <laughs> so he just laughed. So I, I don't know something about it being you know half million dollar vehicle or something and uh, not having the, the proper insurance for me to drive it. <laughs> but I could drive the hell of it. I'm sure. It's very easy to sign up for our newsletter. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact, and you'll find a link to click and sign up. And don't worry, it's as easy to unsubscribe as it is to subscribe. Well, that's all the Jeep Talk Show we have for now, Jeeper. But until our next show, be sure and check out our Tic Tac. Well, it's supposed to be called TikTok, but I call it Tic Tac. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. So, Chris, I was telling my daughter the other day something about that uh, hurts when I pee Jeep thing, and I couldn't remember exactly how it goes. I, I, let's see if I can remember it now. So, I, th- I think I got that Jeep thing because it burns when I pee. Sounds right. Absolutely. <laughs> it's close enough. Podcasting since 2010.